is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of the Beauty Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Day, and the CEO of Beauty Boss Network, your go-to resource to find everything you need to break out, fall out, and blossom into the beauty boss of your dreams. Beauty Boss Network. I am super excited about today's guest because this man is particularly special for me, not only because of his pure, utter badassery, but he's also my dad, just full disclosure, and I could not hide him from you guys just because he's my dad because he is an incredibly inspiring, just knowledge-filled guru when it comes to branding, has played an instrumental role in the success of Beauty Boss Network as we develop our brand. So allow me to introduce, he is the founder and executive producer of Celebrity Science, which is a creative branding and strategic marketing company for entrepreneurs. Based in Dallas, Texas, clients fly in from all over North America to tap into the powerful branding and marketing that they create. And prior to that, he even founded and launched Forest Grove Advertising, where he won over 200 awards for creative excellence and was one of the industry's premier multicultural marketing experts. He's also a gold record winning composer and producer, Has was signed to Capitol Records as the drummer and singer with the legendary funk band Sun, which frequently appeared on Soul Train and in sold out concerts throughout North America and South America. Uh, you can also add movie producer to his credentials. I mean, like, what does this man not do, right? He's the creator and executive producer of The Glow Project, a powerful film that has heralded across North America as one of the most inspiring movies ever created for women, according to the Orlando Film Festival. So I am so stoked to have him on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us, Dad. I don't know who's more excited, me or you. (laughs) (laughs) It's great to be here, Brianna. I'm really so pumped to share your knowledge because there's not enough people that really understand branding the way that you do. And it's been, what, over 30 years? now in some form or fashion that you've been branding businesses, right? So I'm going to hop and jump right into the meat here. So tell us about a a little bit more first about celebrity science and what you do for brands. Well, here's the interesting thing that, you know, most people, especially today, have someone, you know, perhaps working on their website. So you might have a website designer. Then you have someone working on your social media. Then you get someone else maybe working on PR. Then you have someone else working on your YouTube views. You get the sense that you have all these disconnected parts. Everybody's doing something. And, you know, that's a formula for disaster. I mean, I, you know, years ago when I had my advertising agency, you know, I had whole teams. And we would work with clients, you know, theme parks, Six Flags, those kinds of companies. And the whole team would sit and talk about all aspects of their business. But, you know, fast forward to today, right? There's the individual entrepreneur. This is the individual beauty boss that's trying to, you know, stake his or her claim to the marketplace. So they need the exact same thing. It's just a different marketplace. And so the whole concept was around how do we, how do we take someone and say, look, let's bring you in for the day. And let's have a day of nothing but discussing what matters to you, what's working for you in your life, what isn't working well, what do you want to get away from, um, you know, how do you want to make money? I mean, we, we really spend a day of just concentrated focus on what you need. And, you know, most people have never done that, Brianna. Most people have never spent a day 
focused on just their business, yet alone have a team of people around you that are there to bounce ideas and to challenge you and that kind of thing. So that's one of the things we do. And then from there, we take what they came up with and what we what we bring to the table to help them, right, and put together a master strategy. And then we implement that strategy. Now, what I have found is most people just don't understand the power of video. I mean, it's so easy. People take selfies. They take pictures. It's just an instantaneous thing. But when you think about it with a strategy, when you've got a real strategy in mind in terms of where do I want this to lead? Do I want my friends just to look at me and see me and, hey, that was cool, that was nice, and, oh, I got a lot of views there, but did it lead to anything? So people come to us because they want their marketing and their communication and their branding to lead to something. How do I take that and convert that into something I can really use that's going to allow me to profit, that's going to allow me to stand out in the marketplace, that's going to allow me to be the thought leader in that brand? So... That's what uh, that's what happens with it. It's like a one-stop shop instead of having all of these segmented people working on your brand that don't have the same vision. You you you've kind of done it all in house and streamlined everything for them. Yeah, and, the ultimate strategy. And, and and because it's based on strategy and understanding where we're going, when we do photography, when we do video, when we do anything, it's it's all in alignment with where we're going and how are we going to monetize this, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a ton of fun. Let me just tell you that. I mean, you know, we bring in other experts. But see, here's the key. When we bring in other people, they're all under us. They're all being directed by us. Do you right. see the difference? There isn't a disconnect. There isn't a, there isn't a situation where you go off someplace else and, oh, they say I need to get my hair done and get makeup done, and uh, who do I go to? You know, that question never comes up. We got it all here. We take care of it all. We bring in the experts, the wardrobe people, and and the script writers, and all of that to figure it all out. You spoke a lot about the strategy and kind of beginning with the end in mind. Is that a differentiating factor for you? Is that something that you find a lot of brands don't take the time to really establish what the end goal is when developing their brand? The big thing is that brands don't get in touch with what their customer wants. See, I could care less about what you want me to know. What 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 you need to be concerned about is what do I want to know from you. I mean, what's important to me, your customer? So it's very, very important that you begin with the customer, the end use, the end values of the customer. You know, what matters to them? Because if you don't, you'll be sitting here saying to yourself, why aren't I getting more attendance? Why aren't more people coming to my shop? Why aren't, you know, if, if you don't know what your customers are feeling, you know, a lot of us have heard the term, you know, that, you know people will remember, I mean, they'll remember your name. But, it, well, I can't say they'll remember your name. But people will <laughs> remember how you made them feel over and above any and everything you can do and share that you can do for them. They will remember how you made them feel. And so it's from our standpoint, we're, all, we're always challenging what I call the, 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 the normal paradigm, which is, hey, this is what I want to sell, this is what I want to offer, and I'm going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Our, our approach is completely different. Our approach is to find out what does the customer in the marketplace want. Here's what you've got, which is good. But how do we, we have, we have to make sure that the way we're communicating the values of what that is and what you can do for them and the difference you can make for them, we've got to make sure that that pairs up with exactly what they're looking for. Because when you can mirror those things, when you, you, you bring them together, magic happens. I love that. I think a cool story that I would love to just share and how that has directly affected me is when you actually really challenged me, right? When we were, when I was talking about wanting to start Beauty Boss Network and one of the things that I really loved in trying 
trying to determine what our logo should look like was I love script fonts. And one of the exercises you had me do was pulling up the top players that are in our space and their logos, putting them all on one sheet and really comparing what the common factors were. And what we realized is there's no script fonts there. And it is interesting because it was a big aha moment for me around, um, you know, not not building a brand based off of what I like, but really what works, what's proven to work, and what your customer likes. Right. Now, and now that, that is an excellent example. Let me tell you something. This is, if, if your listeners get, I mean, I, really, seriously, if you walk away with one thing, I'm going to tell you to walk away with this, and that is create stimulus for yourself. So what is that? Stimulus, in your case, Brianna, was going out and looking at the top players in your market and looking at their logos. Print off their logos. That becomes the stimulus, right? You take their logos and you put your logo next to theirs and you look at them. I like, what I do is I print them off, I put them all on the floor. I might have 10, 15 logos on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. I also print them all in black and white. I don't want color to influence my decision. So I create a level playing field for them all, all right? So that my stimulus is the print off page of each of their logos. I take the, lo- the logo that you, you and your brand would have and you sit it next to it and you look at it and it becomes really apparent really pretty quick you start to look at um, what your eyes attracted to i remember take a simple thing like dog shampoo there was a company we were working with that came out with this dog shampoo and they were putting a unique ingredient in it and the ingredient was tea tree oil which is a popular ingredient today it's in a lot of different products and shampoos but it comes from australia it comes from a very specific plant and I think it's called Melaleuca alternifolia. But here's the point. Wow, that was a big did, mouthful. I did, that, I did that fast, didn't I? You made that up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, but, but here was the interesting thing. So we wanted to, we knew we were going to add this ingredient to the, to the shampoo. They, you know, the customer was. And then the task became, look at all the dog shampoos in the supermarket or the pet store. We would go and take pictures of all the pet f- uh, products on the store shelves and look at which one stood out to us. Which one stood out to us? And the same thing when we designed it. We had several bottle designs, and we would go into the store and sit it in there and actually watch customers. We would sneak it up on the, on, on the, uh, on the <laughs> counter there, and we would just watch customers who were looking for pet, few and just, uh, pet shampoo and just hang out and watch their behavior. Watch to see if they reached to pick up our product to read it. Watch to see what they did. And all those little things had us change the design. Keep change, kept, we kept changing it until we got a design that when customers walked in that store, they would look up there, we'd see them reaching for our shampoo, reaching for our shampoo. And that's because, that's because the stimulus for us was seeing all the other shampoos on the counter. That's, that became our benchmark. You mm-hmm. follow me? Mm-hmm. Other people have done, have spent, you know, I mean, really, millions of dollars in branding. And you can take advantage of that if you just surround yourself with stimulus. Look at other people who are doing what you're doing and looking at samples of their work laid out on the floor and create that stimulus. I love that. Um, you touched on something a little bit earlier, too, that I kind of want to back up to because you, you touched on video and selfies and all of those things. And so, you know, being in the industry for over 30 years, a lot has changed. So how has branding evolved in this new digital age? Well, it's faster. It is faster, and it's also there's a proliferation. There's an overwhelm factor to it. You have to understand that, you know, when, when I had my advertising agency, this is before, you know, before Google and all of that, you know. Um, I mean, the standard number was 2,500 messages a day that the average consumer, 
It, this is before, again, Facebook, before all of that, that the average consumer is being bombarded with 2,500 messages. Today, it is thousands upon thousands. I mean, it, you can't even hardly calculate you, the immeasurable impact from everything from billboards, the stop and go lights, um, your Facebook pages, your Twitter feeds, I mean, you know, your Instagram. In other words, there is so much coming at you. And so the differentiator has got to be, first of all, being very authentic being very authentic, being very, very real. I mean, one thing I can tell you that I can pass on to everybody from what I learned from songwriting is that, um, you know, uh, the third album our band had, um, there was a song in there called Sun Is Here. That, that song went went uh, gold for us. And I'll, I'll never forget, of all the songs we did, that was the one that was the most authentic for us, too. We weren't trying to you know, copy anybody else's style or whatever, because it's very common in the music industry for you listening to someone else and say, oh, yeah, I, I picked up this groove that I heard off of you know Taylor Swift, that, and, and, and you just, just flip it just a little bit so it becomes yours, but basically you're copying off of somebody else. That's common. <laughs> and the same thing in marketing and branding and all of that. But I, what I will tell you is... You know, being authentic, being real, um, being truthful in your marketing and your advertising and your in your branding, but also it, it, it's very important that it, we are so divor- diversified as a culture, and it's very easy for you to think you know it's my way or the highway. But just understand if once once you get into the minds of what your customers care about, and you start to communicate, and it's important to you, your your brand is important that you build a relationship with people. If that's what's important to you, then I, all I can tell you is th- th- just know that the market is bombarded. And when you're sending something out, people aren't sitting there waiting for you to drop an announcement. they got all kinds of things going on for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you've got to produce and present yourself in a way that snaps you out of the field of everybody else, snaps you out of the field of sameness, or what I call the river of sameness. Just another thing that looks like everybody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious, as a branding guy, what would you like to do or see with the beauty boss kind of person that you haven't seen done before? Well, you know, I mean, it's because I've not studied your industry, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but, but I'll put my consumer hat on, right? I, my consumer hat on is, you know, I, I want to see, first of all, very positive, upbeat personality. I, that, that matters to me. I mean, I want to see, I mean, I want to see someone as being positive, upbeat. I think one of the biggest mistakes you can, you can make, by the way, is when you decide that you're going to jump into political statements, mm-hmm. um, you know, you get into anything like that, you know, where, you, where you're commenting on something, you have to decide, do you want to create some controversy? You know, for some people, for some people, controversy could be the part of their brand. That's my brand. I'm, right. I'm going to be controversial. But when it comes to a beauty boss, I, I would, I, I would say is, you know, dynamic pictures, powerful pictures, great pictures of you, um, y- y- you know, um, well thought out languaging around what you do and what you what you offer without question. Put video on your on your website. I, I will tell you, you know, unequivocally. Video, one sixty-second. This is all done by Forrester Research. One sixty-second video has the impact. Well done, video has the impact of one point eight million words. I mean, that's a whole lot of writing you've got to do right. just to get get to the impact of one well-produced video that communicates your message. You know, so I, you know, especially for the, our audience today. I mean, people in the beauty industry, it's very important that they're communicating. Clearly, authentically, mm-hmm. um, with, with with 
And I, and I like, like I said, each person has their own individuality. So it's about finding your special sauce. Yeah. It's about embracing your special sauce. Absolutely. And, I, you know, in our industry, YouTube is huge. And so many beauty bosses are making a living by just doing video oh, off yeah. of YouTube, you know, or their Instagram. And that is their space is the social media influencer. And so video is huge. And you said you know, good quality, well-produced video. So to you, what are your secrets to somebody that to do better video themselves? Well, I, you know, I um, like to spend a lot of time with, first of all, just the script, the communication behind the message, first of all, okay? Uh, I will say the one thing that's probably been a surprise for me has been really how good people are on video. You know, like people who I think might not be as good as they are. Right. So I think we live in an era and a time with video and pictures and selfies and all that, that it's up to everybody's game, right? Mm -hmm. So first of all, just communicate that message. The other thing is, um, uh, as I said before, with the customer, making, making sure that what you're communicating is something that's going to matter to the customer on the other side. But mm -hmm. what I like to do is um, I like to move pretty quick with video. So I, I do a mixture of things where... Um, I'm looking at their outfits. I'm looking at the scene, the background scene. I like to layer um, the backgrounds with different, what I call digital candy. I like to be careful, you know, not not too much. There's a there's a point where where you where you can go overboard, where all of a sudden you're putting in so many effects that it's taken away from the message. I, mm -hmm. I only like to do stuff that embellishes the message. So and it's and, and it's also about how you. Um, uh, the words that you put on the screen, you know, uh, when I work with my designers and, and our people and our editors, you know, they know that I'm real particular about the the um, the, the Chiron, the characters that we're using in it. Um, the colors are real important to me. The music that's being selected, the balance of the music. I like turns in videos. Uh, you know, I do a lot of from one from camera one to camera two, etc. Um, so. You know, I you know I'll use signs. I'll use a variety of things. Little white poster boards. Well, I have words typed on the poster boards. So I do a lot of things. But here's the key. The key to this is, none of it is done ever just to be cool. I mean, it has to be cool, but it's not done just to be cool. Right. It it's it, it's all crafted and created with where are we going with this and how is this how is this going to serve our need with what we're trying to accomplish in building this brand. And that is such a takeaway, I think, because so many times I think that we're all kind of like, for lack of better words, flying by the seat of our pants, like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity to do this, so let's just do it, let's just throw it together. But there's not enough intention behind why you're doing what you're doing and how that's going to impact your bottom line. And I think that people tend to get frustrated with video because they don't see a return on their time, that investment. And... Uh, it has a lot to do with just the thought and the strategy going into it, right, and how, how to do that. But you are pretty good about, you know, finding moments that are pretty candid, you know, or just very spontaneous, I think is the word I'm looking for. And you shoot videos sometimes. And so when you do that, do you always know spontaneously how you're going to use it? Or do you just think, I better be safe than sorry? No, I know where I'm going with it in most cases because there are people who will be communicating and they'll be reading the teleprompter or whatever the case, reading into the camera. And um, But then 
you know, when I'm ha- when the camera's off and we're having a cute little discussion about something, I'm noticing something with their mannerisms. I'm noticing a freeness in them. So very often when I do something, let's say someone's doing a welcome video, right? And we've got a script and they sit and, and they're reading that script and we add all the bells and whistles later. I very often will also do another version of that where I'm interviewing the candidate. They don't even hear my voice. They don't see my voice. They don't. But I'll interview them because there's something that the person will allow themselves to experience or to share or it'll tap a, an emotional part of them, mm-hmm. then I, I find very, very appealing because it's, it's showing that vulnerability and that authenticity that, that's inside of them. So I, I, I overshoot sometimes, you know, a lot of times for my own benefit, just to, to capture an idea that yeah, I hadn't planned on. I mean, a lot of things happen when you when you don't plan on them. Yeah. Things that come out, you know. Absolutely. And I've seen that many, many times. I I remember one time uh, it was when I was doing the Glow Project, was a, which is a, an incredible movie, aspiring movie where there's 15 women in this movie, and you know, half of them are multi-million dollar women business owners, and the other half were top corporate achievers. But I remember there was one woman who didn't make the movie, didn't make it. And she, when we were setting up, this was in uh, Washington D.C., and I'll never forget. We, um, she had been achieving a lot. She had a multi-million-dollar business, or so we were, we were led to believe, right? In uh, in the marketing, I mean, in her marketing, right? Mm-hmm. But um, we were interviewing her, Brianna, and I'll never forget. I asked her. I said, um, "Your business is eight years old." I said, "How did you handle?" What it was like in the very beginning when you couldn't make those payrolls, when you were faced with, oh, my God, payroll, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do that. And she looked up to me and she said, you know, thankfully, you know, we never had that. We never ran into that. And I said, really? I mean, my radar went off like unbelievable because there is no small emerging business that doesn't face hard times. Yeah. It's you know, like that's period. You, none of us have that all figured out. We all go through those tough times, you know, because as entrepreneurs, you, you know, you, you just have that positive attitude. And, you, and it's real easy for an entrepreneur to overextend themselves. So that really got me. Now, I'm videotaping. I'm, I'm interviewing this person. Right. And as we continued on, so I continued to ask her questions that would like, no kidding. You didn't have a you never you never struggled with that. You know, you always had enough customers. Yes, we always had enough customers. I mean, I knew intuitively right then and there this person was not being real with me. Yeah. Now, here was the, 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 the other thing I asked because she had been, this was a woman, and she had been in the Marines, an officer in the Marines. She had grown up through the officer in the Marines. And I said to her, I said, what was that like? I mean, how did you handle, you know, I'm, I'm thinking you're an attractive woman being in the Marines. You know, what, you know, what was that like for you? And she just skated by it. She just didn't, like, she wouldn't go there. She told me that it worked out fine. I mean, I, I went through. There was no, no, no big issues. I ended up, you know, and my, the other uh, camera people in the room knew what I was doing, but I kind of, like, asked her a couple more questions. I said, hey, I got what we need. Thank you so much. Because we had nothing of what we needed, and she wasn't being authentic. The interesting thing was once the camera was off, she was doing something in the kitchen. All of a sudden, she walked back into the room, and she says, it was awful. And she started to cry. It was, there are no words to describe what I want. I mean, off camera, she was like breaking down. Yeah. My camera guy just knew, turn on the camera. You know, yeah. I had to say, get this, you know what I mean? Yeah. But she then revealed herself. And she just didn't want to talk about it. I mean, she just didn't want to go. And we ended up not putting her in the movie or anything like anything at all like that. And so, so what is the meaning behind it? The meaning behind this is realness trumps anything fake yeah truth fakes any lie so it 
just if 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 you're real, you're authentic. Uh, you, you know, you use the stimulus that I'm talking about. But more than anything, you know, it's it's you know, video will deliver for you, and it's it's paramount. You 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 have to have it because you can really see someone's true self. You see their eyes. You see their mannerisms. It's it's like words you can only get so much well, out of it, right? I, I mean, all the research proves, you know, words represent 7% of communication. You have to understand that. Words are, represent 7% of communication. 55% is body language. I mean, that's, you know, it's body language. How you face, your eyebrows, everything, your body language. And 38% is tone. So you have, if, if, when you think about it, and you think about what you're trying to do, right? I mean, this podcast, you, people can feel our energy. They can feel the, you know, they they hear they hear these words. This same thing in video would go to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. They've got tone and they've got words, right? So we've made up <laughs> three quarters of the equation. They can't they can't see our body language, right? No. Yeah. yeah, I'm raising my hand right now. Yeah. <laughs> Flips hair. <laughs> yeah. Flips hair. <laughs> yeah. Cross leg right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I do want to say, too, just because something you said really resonates with me, with our industry specifically, because this is actually about way more than just your video and your branding. Like, just in general, realness trumps fake in life. Right. <laughs> in life. And in our industry, I find that there a lot of people like to put on a front. Like, they're putting on a front. Like, everything's great. They've got this glam life. They look great all the time. they got it all together. They're new stuff, and it's just not real. And uh, and I just think that that authenticity is something that people really latch onto because it is kind of rare, yeah. unfortunately, in the beauty industry. So I love you for saying that, and I just wanted to acknowledge that this is about way more than just your branding right now. This is just like a life nugget that literally made the hairs on my arm stand up because I couldn't agree more. I, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I'm, we— um, your mother and I were in uh, Malibu, and we went to a guy who had a beautiful, beautiful home on the beach on Malibu. I mean, when I say a beautiful home on the beach in Malibu, this had to be a $30, $35 million place, right? And I was so struck because this particular guy's company, they were the absolute premier spa company. They made spas for major hotels. I mean, they were all over the world, these people go. But you know what I got out of that whole, out of everything we talked about, what I got out of that whole encounter was going into his house. He had come home from work. His wife was there. Sandra and I were there. We were going to have dinner with him. And he came in, and this is what he did. He came in, and he goes, (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) And and I, like, really, believe it or not, identified with that moment because you're working all day. You come in. You've had your day and everything else, and you get into your house. You close the door, and you go, like, let it out. Like, yeah. you know, and I, and it was, you know, I was just struck by, now you might think, gosh, damn, what was the, what, what was the, <laughs> no, because it was another very successful multi-million dollar, hundreds of million dollars entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And we all, I don't care if you work at Walmart or McDonald's or we all come home and we go, <sighs> And it was an I. It was like, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Just it was just getting in touch with the soul that we all have. That it gets to be heavy sometimes, and you just have to breathe in, breathe out, and let it go. 
I love that. That's brilliant. I want to just, I could literally talk to you forever, but I want to get, I want to peel back the curtain for a minute um, on your celebrity science strategy day. I mean, obviously no one at home can replicate that experience because you don't have that team and that collaboration around you. But is there any one tidbit um, or exercise that you dive into on that strategy day that you think that everybody should implement as they Mm. try to develop their brands? Yeah, listen, one of the greatest things you can do is what I call um, uh, sentence stems. And where you begin a sentence stem and let it end. And you can do this individually. And we do this in 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 these strategy days. So what what do I mean by these sentence stems? So you would come up with one. Let me give you an example. Um, uh, and and you, you just make these up yourself. So one could be, if I'm really honest with myself, if my business is going to take off the way I want it to, I'm going to have to dot, dot, dot. Mm. Do you understand? You're writing your own. If, if you know, if, um, uh, if I want to be a superstar a real beauty boss, I'm going to absolutely have to dot, dot, dot. See, you can do these for you. You can take everything in your life. You could say, you know, if, if I'm going to have the relationship of my dreams, I'm going to have to dot, dot, dot. And that's where you complete the sentence. You complete the sentence stem. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, that, that exercise is extraordinarily powerful in anything in anything, you know, if 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 um, if I if I if I'm if I'm going to be all that I can be, I'm going to have to. I love that because it forces you to hold up the mirror to yourself. It, that's what it does, and I'm, and we do this in our all day strategy sessions. We will do that's one of the exercises we'll go through. You know, we'll say to someone, you know, someone will say, well, I'm having problems with my staff, my, you know, my office team or the people working for me aren't doing what I need them to do or whatever the case may be. Or they're, they're not um, accepting, um, I, I mean, they don't come to work on time, whatever it is, whatever it is. Mm. You know, the truth is, um, if I, my business is going to go forward, I'm going to have to dot, dot, dot. Right. And I'm telling you, have a journal. Write this down. Write these comments down. Just allow yourself to go there in every aspect of your life. But as a beauty boss, especially as you're looking at, you know, you know, for me to really be happy, the, you know, I need my career to dot, dot, dot. Just whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I need to get my certification. I need to get this. I'm not working in the right salon. I'm not, I don't have the right people on my team. I'm, I'm not hanging out with the right people. You know, this person's constantly pulling me down. You find that people get so caught up in the rat race of just running their business and being so busy being busy that they don't take the time to really step back and reflect on what it is they need to do to get to what they really want. Oh, yeah, that, that is totally. I mean, one of the th- reasons why, and I've always told you about Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, is that whole notion of, you know, sharpen the all. In other words, you you can't you can't constantly all day long be chopping you know chopping at a tree all day long. The blade will will dull after a while. You have to stop. You have to sharpen the saw 
now they'll go back and it'll work even better. So in business, you have to do the same thing. You have to, you have to look at yourself and say, you know, how is this working for me? How is this serving me emotionally? How is this serving my soul? I love that. You follow me? And that book, by the way, is such a game changer. And we just did a blog about the five must-read books that your business will thank you for reading. And that was one of them. And you did tell me to read that. In fact, like all of the best books you told me to read. You're a personal development junkie and you passed along that trait because it's a game changer. And in the spirit of personal development, I'm curious. I ask all of our guests this. What's the best business advice you've ever gotten? Oh my gosh! You know, oh my God! You know, I my best business advice in so many ways. I I I come back to just lessons because my dad used to always tell me, you know, what you do speaks so loud I can't hear a word you're saying, and you know, with all the business advice, listen, and there's a lot out there, but but with all the business advice advice that's available to all of us, there has to be something inside of you that wants to accomplish something that will make you proud. I mean, there's got to be something inside you that when no one's looking, when no one's pushing you, that you want to accomplish because it's part of your own DNA. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to achieve. Now, if you want to achieve, then all the content and the messages will come to you. Mm -hmm. You know, you start start showing up. But the the best advice I've ever gotten was, um, and my dad would always say it too, he would always say, he would say, you, you, you have got to get out there and network. You've got, I mean, get out and network. Show up at places. Ask questions. Don't go there with the intention of what am I going to get? What am I going to get? I'm coming here because I'm trying to network and get business for my business. No, you'll always lose and you'll always feel empty when you do that. If you go to network and meet people with the intention of giving and supporting, how can I give to someone else? You, you, you'll be blown away by how much comes back to you because you're so giving. And I don't mean you're doing it as a tactic. I'm just saying it's the truth. I found that when I go to networking and I meet people, all the things that have been really positive for me are a result of me showing up. Show up. Get your butt out of, the, out of, out of your office, get your, out of the chair, go to these other places and meet people. Learn about them. Mm-hmm. And things will unfold for you. I'm telling you. Absolutely. And I'm always curious. <laughs> On the flip side of that, because that's amazing advice, I'm sure you've also gotten some not-so-good advice. Do you have anything that sticks out for you, like worst advice you oh, ever worst advice, <laughs> listen, 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 the worst advice I've ever heard was from a movie, of all things. <laughs> and it was a movie called Love Story with Ryan O'Neill, whatever his name is. And in that movie, the line was, Love means never having to say you're sorry. And I'm like, whoever wrote the, that stupid line? <laughs> no, because I actually bought it as a teenager. <laughs> oh, my God. You, know, you don't ever say you're sorry. Well, love means you don't have to say you're sorry. <laughs> That's so funny. It was so stupid. Like, who would write something like that? You know, I remember with your mother, it was, it was, like, it was like our, like our uh, first Valentine's as a couple together. Mm-hmm. And I never will forget, she gives me a card. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so nice. I'm so sorry, baby. I don't have a card for you. Oh, God. <laughs> and she says, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I said, no, I really feel bad. I said, you know, I figured, you know, you know, my, you're, you know you're my boo. You know, I mean, we, you know that. I mean, you know I love you. I, yeah, I thought that was for the people who got cards because they hadn't figured it out yet. But I figured it out. You're my girl. And then, she's, and then she says, not even a card. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I, I mean, let me let me put it to you like this: I've never missed a Valentine's Day. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. You just didn't know. So That's so funny. <laughs> I love it. You know, and this actually, I wasn't even going to go here, but I feel called to because I genuinely admire your marriage so much. And by no means is it perfect, but I think that's what I love about it because it is real. And, you know, not only have you been married for, gosh, how many years now? Well, no, well, it's 34 years. 34 years of marriage, yeah. 34 years of marriage, but you also work together. Yeah. And, uh, Never planned on doing that. <laughs> No, no, no. We, we were, seriously, Brianna, we were the couple. You weren't born just yet. We were the couple that would say, well, if we're out with other couples who work together, and they would look at each other and they'd say, hey, could you guys ever thought about working together? And we would say, oh, heavens, no, no, no. I can't even imagine. She's like, work with him? Are you crazy? <laughs> and I'm thinking, work with her? Never, ever would have thought we'd be working together. So you do, though, yeah. and that's what's crazy. Yeah. And you have managed beautifully, not effortlessly by any mm. means, but you have learned how to balance work and life. Yeah. Any advice you would give to anybody struggling with that? Because a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs, and either their spouses, their teams, or they're not, and they don't see eye to eye all the time. So what's the secret to being happy in marriage, working together, not working together, just happiness in general? Well, I, you know, um, I, I can just tell you, I don't know if this is the secret. I can just tell you some of the things that work for us, right? And first of all, you have to have immense respect for each other. You have to respect each other, all right? We don't get upset. and oh, I mean, we do get upset with each other, but we don't get upset and, and fly the names. You know, there's mm-hmm. no name calling. There's no. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of times she's probably got w- names for me stacked up, ready to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we don't do that. You know, we just learned early on. Now, that, that, that's damaging, right? Uh, two is, um, hey, we're equals in this thing, you know. And I think it's different with your generation than my generation because I, I, I do believe perhaps a lot of the kids have more collaboration or seen more. What I, I can't say. I mean, I can't speak to it. But I will tell you that for a lot of guys, they let their ego get in the way. And you've got to drop the ego. you got to check the ego at the door. You know, you're a team, you know. And I mean, the best example I can give you, I mean, and this is, this is real, is I remember early on in our relationship as a married couple, you know, we'd have friends coming over and I don't know what was on with me, but I expected your mother to do everything, you know, make the appetizers, make the drinks, make everything. And I was just going to be like Mr. Don Juan, just walking around, grooving, you know, <laughs> and, and when it's all over, she would clean it up. I mean, like, how insane is that? Right. Mm. Of course, that isn't the day to day. I mean, we, you know, people come out of our house and, and it's amazing to me when people say to me, my God, you guys are an unbelievable team. In other words, we're in the kitchen, we're cooking, I'm washing dishes, I'm, you know, we're, yeah. we're doing everything we need to do. That makes for a better relationship in a marriage. <laughs> you, you know, you gotta, you have to, you have to, for me, you have to invest in your relationship. And the other thing for us is um, we consciously talked about, and we're talking too much about this, you know, let's go out, you know, going to the theater, going to movies, going to things where we could have, you know, our, our, our uh, date date night, you know, but, but I will say over and above all of that, you know, I still feel like a teenager with your mother. You know, I just do. I just, I mean, to me, it's, I could be in eighth grade and I'm, this is my girlfriend. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. So for me, it's just got a, it's a different thing because I I respect her and, um, it still feels very new to me. You guys are goals. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) aww. (laughs) 
my parents. But literally, you guys are. I just love your love, and it's so admirable, and I think that's such awesome advice. So thank you for that, and I know that that's going to resonate with everybody listening. <laughs> It's that time for a beauty blooper. Brought to you by CelebritySience.com, making you the leading brand in your category. To lighten it up, the final question I have for you, we have a little segment that we like to do called the beauty blooper. And you are a very put-together man. And so I know you've got a funny beauty blooper for me. Tell me something about, tell me something that you tried, some manscaping, grooming, something that just went terribly wrong. What you got? Oh, my God. I mean, a beauty blooper. The thing I remember, and this is, I don't know if this even qualifies, but I'm in a band. And uh, I just got this cream suit. It's a really stupid cream suit. And it was all decked out. And my other guy had a, like a powder blue suit in front. I mean, you know, it was just the time. It was, it was, it was the era. It okay? was 70s funk. Yeah, yeah. And so we're in a club. And I'm behind him. And he's a little taller than me. And I'm behind him. And we're walking like full stride going through this club. You know, the girl, there, there, were, there were women at the bar, you know, looking out to, at the guys, you know, as they walked by and... And we're just so smooth. We're so cool. And he walks, and then all of a sudden, I'm looking at one of the girls on the uh, at the bar. He makes a sharp right step. He steps to the right, real sharply. <laughs> I had no idea. I continue to walk right into a pole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it literally sounded like a cartoon. Where he goes, ding. <laughs> it doesn't. This hurt so bad oh, that I couldn't even play it off with the girls. And I had to drop. I had to drop. And it put my hands all over my face like, oh, God. Oh, God. And I'm backing up, staggering back. That was an unbelievable blooper moment. <laughs> you see the dodo birds. Yeah, I saw dodo birds. Afro. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my, funny. my buddy came over to me and said, man, you okay? He said, get me out of here. Get me out of here. <laughs> That's a good one. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Your advice is gold, and I love you, Dad. You're the best. (laughs) You're the best. I love you more, honey. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for hanging out, and if you want to learn more about celebrity science or this awesome man I call Dad, also known as Kim Yancey, just check out CelebritySience.com. Thanks again. Till next time. OMG, use a boss. Beauty Boss Network. Come on, slay, boss. This episode is brought to you by Mustave. More than makeup. My Mustave must-have of the week is my mood therapy mask. Boost your mood with a Mustave face mask. Check it out on their Instagram account at Mustave underscore USA. That's at M-U-S-T-A-E-V underscore USA. This is the EWN Podcast Network.